How's everybody doing today? I had some uh, Yacht Rock Radio going, and you know, um, it, you know, I think those people are depressed. I was listening to Yacht Rock Radio the other day. I like I like old eighties rock and stuff like that. Good afternoon, everybody. Hi YouTube, hi Facebook. It's good to see everybody. Yeah, I was on. I was I listened to old eighties rock. Okay, because I was an eighties kid. I graduated in the eighties. <clears throat> so, but I was listening. And I thought to myself, those people are depressed. <laughs> I thought, this, this is depressing. So I flipped back over to the upright, upbeat of Christian music and stuff. But yeah, there's life in Christian music, man. Not like the 80s music isn't good, but you know. You know what that means. So there's life and death. We're talking about life and death in this moment in time, and uh, which leads us to the topic at hand, <laughs> believe it or not. And I actually have some encouragement for you today. Believe it or not. And I'm sorry I'm late. I got a little late start today. Hope you guys have had a great week. Happy Tuesday. Dr. Missy Hood here with the 15-Minute Rev. You can tell it's summer. Everybody is exhausted. Hey, Joyce, how's it going? It's good to see everybody this afternoon. But, <clears throat> you know, God's doing something right now really, really unique. And I'm encouraged to bring the prophetic word to you because the Lord talked to me. I talked to him yesterday. And I talk to him every day. He talks to me every day. But, yeah, I, had, I sat down and I was... I got this prophetic word from him yesterday and I can sense the level. It's it's like people are just exasperated right now. And it's because things aren't happening at the uh, rate that we want it to happen. And I, I get it. You know, I'm like you. I want it happening yesterday, but I'm not on God's not on my timetable. <clears throat> hey, good afternoon, everybody. We're on his. And so, but I think the word's going to encourage you today. And um, I've got a prophetic word again. And so it's for the nation. It's for you guys, you front runners, you newbies who are stepping up into position right now. And God bless you guys for hanging on. I'm so encouraged for you guys. And for all of us, for that matter, we're all new front runners. We're coming new on the scene. And the fight has been real, hasn't it? It's been real. It's been really real. So anyway, okay, so this is the title for today. It's called The King's Song. And it says, move beyond their jealousy. And then it says, Time for manifestation, front runner. It's time for manifestation. And so we want to wish you guys a happy summer. Welcome to summer. It's June 6th, if you're just joining us. Oh, and did you catch the announcements before I move on, too? And uh, the announcements are we are going to have Brett Starling um, here. I think it's June the 8th. That's in two days. That's this week. That just dawned on me. It's this week. So Thursday night will be Brett Starling. He's an Aussie prophet. 
Uh, if you're an Australian, we love our Aussies. And so I have several friends that are from Australia. So come join us at 7 o'clock CST Thursday night. And then I think on July 14th, we've got Eli Lasky coming. He's a dynamic apostle. So you're going to want to come check out what he's got to say about a few things. They're part of the new move. So come check us out. Come check out the conversation. We'll be on YouTube, Facebook, uh, streaming live for you guys. Also, we just finished our new book finally. And I've been talking about it and talking about it all last year. And Peggy and I, Margaret and I, likes to go by Margaret. Margaret wrote, she, if you look up above, she's one of our dynamic sponsors. But she's got a heck of a testimony. And she and I wrote a book together. And it's going to publishing. It's already finished. Um, so we're going to be setting that in place. And it's called Resilience. Resilience. And so you're going to want to check that out. That's going to be a great book coming out. Hopefully in the next month. So anyhow, uh, we've got a lot of stuff, a lot of good stuff happening. A lot of good news. Even though you don't feel like it, doesn't matter. Let me tell you why. Because, you know, I, I was thinking about this this last week and thinking about, you know, oh gosh, you know, I'm getting caught up in my feelings and God cut me off mid-sentence. And he said, Missy, did your feelings have nothing to do with your faith. Neither do your fivefold giftings. <clears throat> They're three separate entities. Okay, you got to learn to differentiate them. They're three separate entities. So we have to stay in faith as a purposeful thing if we're going to advance and keep advancing. Because if you haven't noticed, the warfare is getting hotter as we enter into, we're, we're already starting midway into contraction point two, but it's getting even more ratcheted up. How do I know this? How do you know this? Because of the early death assignments that we're seeing trying to uh, step into the scene. That's called a season of basilisk. You need to be breaking that off. Uh, renouncing all early death assignments and freak accidents. That will help you. But that is always a given this time of the year from April the 30th through September 15th. You need to always be renouncing early death and freak accidents to keep you moving out of the old and into the new. That'll keep you safe. Pleading Psalms 91 over yourself especially this year, because the enemy is hopping mad. And let me tell you how angry he is. I don't ever see demons. I see demons on people when I take them through deliverance, but I just see their earth suit. I don't ever get visions of them. I have literally been having visions of Satan himself. I'm thinking, oh my gosh. Ooh, this is kind of troublesome to me. And the Lord said it's because he's very, very, very angry right now that I took time back. The Lord says, time is mine. Psalms 31:15, and our times are in God's hands. So anybody that tries to take that from you, Lord, they're automatically disqualified. They can't take what's in your times. They can't take what's in your clocks. They can't take anything from you. And so that's a stipulation for this time. But what's hitting you, front runner? Well, first of all, if you haven't noticed the background, I think we all kind of need a break. So I put a little cruising on there. I hope you're enjoying the background today. Um, but yeah, uh, we need a well-deserved cruise <laughs> after all this is over with. I think I'm taking a mental health break and going away for about a month or two, maybe six months. I may take a world cruise after all this is over with. Anyway, but it's just not in the cards right now until we finish our assignment, Front Runner, because uh, you're being brought into the new and you're being used as a replacement for the old. That's why your job is so imperative right now. And, and it feels like it's never going to happen. I get it. But that's not the truth of what God has for you. The truth of what God has for you 
is that I need to fix my mic. That's what he needs to do for me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so what the Lord is doing, though, the truth of what we're fixing to do is we're stepping into the new. And so a lot of you have been birthed for such a time as this. And so the you have a gift of love. And because you were birthed with the gift of love, the Lord says some are given the gift of joy, others faith. Very, very few are given the gift of love. And so given that God birthed himself, God is love, into your vessel with you from birth. You still had to go through the salvation experience, getting uh, saved, getting spirit filled, just like everybody else, because it's protocol, protocol of the kingdom. And it was because God birthed himself with you because he was birthing himself to help you fight this battle you're currently fighting through him. Okay, so that was the surprise that the enemy wasn't expecting. So if you've been, <clears throat> pardon me, one of these Josephs, one of these front runners for the last 30 years that's been pummeled by the devil, it was because the enemy was trying to figure you out. He was trying to figure out who you were and what time you were supposed to serve him because he hadn't seen this much power since he was in heaven. He hadn't seen the full presence of God on a vessel since he was in heaven. We're still growing into it, by the way. It hasn't stopped. Hey, guys, can you pray against witchcraft, please? Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It's great to see everybody. So let's get into the conversation. And you're being brought into your new. You're being used to replace the old system because the old wasn't working anymore. And the sheep weren't changing. So God is getting ready to get up into our mix. What do I mean by that? Um. The only way I know how to depict that is if you've run into a truth or one of the uh, the new the newbies or the new move people like myself, they're truthers. We're called truthers. Okay. I call them truthers because every one of them that I have met have been in your face with the truth. But some some mercy oriented ones, but mostly they're heavy heavy duty truths. I'll say that for uh for Eli Lasky, I'll say it from myself. I'll say it. I'll say it through Pastor Ron Horner. I'm not going to speak for him, but he—they're very, very truth-oriented. Daniel Duvall—they're all truth, all truth. And so, what we're experiencing in Ezekiel's will—and it was a great analogy from one of our members, where she said, "You know, Doctor Missy, you know Ezekiel's will seems like it is a confrontational ministry where." The heart of God is presented to people and people try to come in. That's why God has put stipulations in place, by the way. If you don't meet his stipulation, remember the new spiritual laws that we're having to step into. It's just equated to the day Jesus died, where he died on the cross and it flipped it from a resurrection, excuse me, from a religious system, from a rule-based system to a grace-based system. So the new laws have been activated on this new level to give the body, sorry, the opportunity to decide whether they want to come back to love or not. And God's been doing a sifting the whole time, the whole time, the whole time. They're coming, guys, can you pray? They're coming. Witchcraft is coming at the anointing and my ability to flow, please. He's still flowing anyway, but I want to be connected to him in the process. Thank you so much. So um, anyway, <clears throat> we had an opportunity to choose. And so Ezekiel's will serves as a confrontational ministry and not on purpose it's just the way it always works out so you're brought here if you're crossing our path for one of two things to either be transformed or for judgment 
That's the only two things I've ever seen. Or I'll, I'll even go so far as to say three things even. For to be transformed, for correction, or judgment. But either way, it's going to lead you to the same place if you don't uh, obey the Lord in this process. If you want to be changed, if you want to change and be changed, great. Right on. God wants you to come near him. He loves you. But the issue that most sheep are having right now is that they're getting so flesh-based. And I had a person say the other day, too, around me, one of my friends, she said, gosh, the church is getting so fleshy. The church is getting so fleshy. And it's the truth because they don't like the truth. The truth offends them. Hello, Jesus didn't come to bring peace. He came to divide mothers from fathers, sisters from brothers with the truth to divide the truth from a lie. Hello, aren't we not being separated the tares and the weeds? People who think that they're gods and they're not. But that's another conversation. Let me jump back into this one, though. So this is it. God's saying he's bringing up a brand, brand new level of warrior that is undefeatable, indestructible, irreplaceable, and he's growing us into the new position <clears throat> for the new, to bring forth the new move. But many have already been operating there because of the gift of love on their vessels. We just discussed that. So, for the rest of the sheep trying to come up and get aligned, Lord's saying, right now, you're probably struggling about now because of the quadruple portion of witchcraft that God said would come. Why do you think it's here? He knew it would be, he knew this was coming. He knew where he was taking the nation. It's here because of the fight for the nation and the nation's fight to get back to the heart of God. Hello, we're fighting our way back into revival, back into the love of God, back into the heart of God. And we've got a whole lot of ticked off people because they're on a white knuckle ride right now. Um, and, and it's because they got behind and it's only going to get worse from now until August 31st because of the season of Basilisk. Hate to be the bearer of bad news. That's the, I'm going to give you the bad news first and then we'll get into the good news. The good news, there's always good news. That's the good news. There's <laughs> always good news. Has to be. If you hit rock bottom, the only way to go is up, right? So this is it. Um, which brings in, Basilisk brings in early death assignments. Freak accidents, which explains all the bad. Sorry about that. Explains all the bad doctor's reports that we're seeing and the early death that we've begun to see in recent weeks around us. Have you been seeing people being given bad reports at the doctor's office? I have in the last two weeks, big time. Um, this is why, because you've got to break off the spirit of bacillus. You have to stay attentive to it, especially this year. You have to be attentive. And, and by the way, <clears throat> if you feel like you're on call and you have been the last two weeks, you would be right. Because last Tuesday, the Lord, if you remember in the Rev, the Lord said it's going to get hairy the next two weeks. It sure has. It sure has. But for those who have been obedient, it's getting very, very good for you. You should be feeling a waning, a weakening of the enemy's resistance against you. And it is. It's coming true. So you're making, that's proof in the pudding that you're making it through this test. Hello. Hallelujah. So it explains the reasoning why we need to keep up and stay with the cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night, lest we lose our footing as Christians. And, and if you know anything about being a Christian, honestly, you should never run out of strength as a Christian. I, I know that we get tired, but God always gives us an opportunity to attain new strength and new power because God's all we need. And 
you know, I, I get, I've gotten emails from people. People email me and they get angry. They send their nasty, nasty grams. And <sighs> I don't know what drives some people, but they do. They get angry. And they need, I guess they need somebody to vent on. And, um, but, but the truth is, is just because, you know, we can ask for strength and it's always given, but the Lord is getting up in our mix in this season. And he, he's really showing us the real reason why a lot of sheep got spiritually behind which was because of laziness and being bored with the fight. Have you found yourself bored with the fight, weary? Yeah, and there's a difference between weary and bored. Because boredom is laziness, if you want to know the truth. Boredom is, it brings in, uh, what is it, familiarity. Familiarity, we think, oh, I've done this for so long, and I'm just so tired of it, and I just want to take the summer off like everybody else. But this is not like any other year that we've ever walked through in the history of America. So most took on the attitude of letting someone else do it when they didn't know they were being tested by God in their climb. So what do you do now? What do you do now? Well, this is a prophetic word that God gave me yesterday. And this is for people who have been obedient only the next portion, but you can be for you if you are one of the ones stuck. And if you are one of the ones stuck and you're stuck in Phariseeism, I'm not being mean. I'm being honest. I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you to maybe pull a 1776 type of revolution against Phariseeism and religion. That's what you're going to need to do. If you want to get out of that kind of tyranny, you're going to have to break free. I'm serious. I've, I've been watching John Quincy Adams. Have you seen that show on HBO? It's a great show. I'm telling you, he he's a 1776er if you've ever known one. Wow. Go watch that show. It's a great show. That's, I'm going to stay on topic, though. But you're going to have to do whatever it takes to get loose if you want to get out from underneath the tyranny you're now experiencing. Because most likely, you're one of the ones walking through a white-knuckle ride right now. So this is the vision, <clears throat> what God said to me yesterday. Let's get you encouraged. God said, they're trying to keep you from coming up into my presence, but it's not working. And I saw myself climbing a mountain in a vision. And it was the mountain of the Lord. And there was a block, several of them, by the way. And with every block, as I would ask God what he thought about that, he removed them as he spoke to me. And then everything started turning into this beautiful scenery, like in Greece or somewhere like that, with beautiful bougainvillea flowers, hot pink, white walls, beautiful houses overlooking the sea. And then I saw Jesus next to me and the power of God hit my vessel where I, I knew it was the strength of God. And this is what he said, but God is saying, there's a difference between heaven's truth and man's on the earth or flesh, because the flesh has its own truth versus what I say truth is. And when you come up higher you begin to abide in my truth and what I say through you will come to pass. And it's what I say that will stand, not man's. So for all those who oppose, who try to cause their words to stand, the Lord says, I will not uphold the words of flesh or man, but only those who chose to come up higher into love in me so that their words would command all atmospheres around them. So do you see you truly can co-create with me when you're seated with a king over heavenly things, over worlds, even man's, learning to take dominion over earthly things and not letting them consume thee. 
When you stay seated with me, you begin to see as I see. And so I have to ask, why do you let these things consume me? When I always show you what I see. All you have to do is ask, and then all my peace will consume you. Not what the world below wants to know or show, when all you have to do is ascend and ask from the king. You see, little flock, it's the heart of love that helps you see and sing the same lyrics that the king sings. Because it's the king's song that harmonizes to bring heaven and beautiful things into existence. And all you have to do is get into the right string, the right chord with me, to learn to align with heaven, only saying what I say. And so I asked him a question at this point. I said, God, what do you have to say about the nation? And the Lord said, I'm taking you through a reconstruction where I'm rebuilding the nation from within so that all might flourish with the king instead of just a few. And then I said, God, why haven't we seen the changes and arrests yet? He said, because many are being dealt with behind the guise, check this word out, of platitudes. What does the definition of platitude mean? It means means a remark or statement, especially one with a moral content that has been used too often. How did I interpret that? I sense by the spirit that that means that we have good guys, white hats, that are going through the motions, trying to do the right thing by our moral code, our set of laws, our uh, our bill of rights and our constitution so that they can get it right once they allow God to bring down the hammer. And they're just as tired of the process as you are. They want this things to be over with too. Don't you think our soldiers want to be with their families? We're seeing some really unbelievably um, unusual White hat activity all around the nation, all around the world, if you want to know the truth. So God's saying, I'm having many dealt with by way of a moral compass or the lack thereof, where their moral compass has been off because of witchcraft. And now many are waking up to the song of their wrongs, to where they're walking through a maze of disagreements with men who are forcing them to choose to align with new government within or be written off in history as men of treason. So the Lord says the emptiness you might be feeling about your dream personally or America is really that the enemies are trying to hide what they did, hiding their sin, hoping not to get caught. But alas, I'm already putting things into place. Heavenly men and women who are already tracking every place that they have been or everything that they're doing, whether on a personal level or federal level, with everything from within, because it's all being seen by the people I've placed into that place. Exposed for all to know what was going on the entire time during the show, making it only worse for them. Their end will be harsh, brutal, and leaving them destitute where they will never get up again. You see, when, you're, when, you, when your feelings get involved and you sense sin or those evil things from within that might take your future away from you, it evokes fear. But there is no fear in love or in the things from above. Hence, those things don't belong to heaven. They're not lyrics in my song. So I'll scratch them from my pages because they don't belong with the harmony of heaven. They are leaven. They're man's leaven. And so I said, Lord, what will be done? these men 
and these women. So that's deep state. People that are connected in the wrong place. And there are people that have chosen apart from God. And this is even in the church mountain as well. You need to take this real serious. <clears throat> it's already manifesting now. The pressure that you feel that some of you are under is the Lord. It's the Lord coming at you. I, I don't have power. Nobody here has power to do anything. If our words aren't from God, he doesn't back them. So this is what he said. <clears throat> They'll die a physical death, but also one of having lost eternity for not knowing me. You see, there are many who would see that a physical death is a bad thing when what is even worse is leaving a death apparatus in the land behind. Because what they don't understand is that like dealing with the Philistines, if I hadn't had David clean house, are those enemies uh, who challenged him, they could have come back at a later time to claim a place in history not made for the true king. The one I was bringing forth in my people to bring forth heaven's song so heaven's kingdoms could sing. To bring back life in a land of death, bringing back life in America again, so that everyone could see that I was the king of history, of time, giving all a chance to align. If they chose love, love would come rest on them and with them and in them. But all they had to do was see through the eyes of the true king, not earthly kings. So through truth is the only way to see what I see. Not through man's truth, because his truth is skewed. Man's eyesight is too low. It's placed on things from below, excuse me, in Sheol, not in heaven or earth, but darkness from the king that resides there with no status at all. Because I'd already established kingdom with resurrection power the first time I ascended to show my people the divine, the power from above in true love, where all could see if they had been in the presence of the king of love, and they might not have even known it. So for those of you who found me in this very dark place, this difficult place shows your loyalty to me. Love, where you found grace, where you refused to let go of truth, the truth and love, where you wouldn't let go of what you knew was from above. So now I have no other choice but to come down and tabernacle amongst thee, or those who want to bask in my presence, to abide in me, because they have chosen the best thing, me. You chose me, which makes this king sing. And it brings forth the song of heaven into your earth realm below to allow me to turn everything around for you. You forced my hand to abound in everything that concerns you in heaven. From the master's hand now, all must align. When the true king's presence designs the thing he placed within your heart to sing. Despite what's going on in the darkness, it's the light of the king that will force everything to sing the song of heaven. Because you chose to get into one accord with me. And then he went off on a little side jet, but it made sense. He said, have you ever heard my choirs? They sing for me. They sing for the king, which is why I place my angels in and around you to teach you how to sing as I sing. And praise, lifting up praise, the praises of heaven. Because heaven knows how to truly sing for me. As I walk in and amongst those who once walked amongst you. They passed the test and chose to rest in me. Therefore, I had no choice but to bring them home so they could truly attain my best, which was heavenly. But when I want the whole world to celebrate with me, the king, 
the king will come out of his palace so that all may see the glory of a king who loves them. Your hearts have begun to carol outside of my palace, drawing all heavenly choirs come to the windows of heaven to see who was outside singing for the king. He's talking about the true front runners. I'm now coming out of my palace amongst thee so that you can bask with me with heaven in the midst of the angels, in the midst of me, your true and living king. So what are you worried about, little flock? Are you worried that I might not do as I see or what I said? When what I'm really trying to do is to force those that disagree with me to see how I can use even their disobedience to bring forth the true king's decree. Because where all hearts reside, if your heart is misaligned, then that chord will be scratched as a bad key and will not be included in the song that I sing with or for thee. So all you have to do is believe. Because that evil heart cannot participate with me in what I'm trying to write in this moment of history to bring forth in time all that aligns. But if words don't align, then they don't matter because it's not what they sing that will ring. It's what I sing and say that makes the world and holy angels obey. If not the true king's decree, then it's not from me. And those hearts and worlds will stand still until they choose to repent and align and obey the king. When you only say what the true king sings, heaven begins to sing your song and its choirs to raise the roofs of the tabernacle in celebration of everything you say and decree in alignment with me. And it's in that place that your heart truly loves and sees as I see a pre-glimpse of heaven into the things that I promised to do for thee. So call them forth, those heavenly visions, because those song lyrics are in harmony with me. And this is the final, he said. But when you decree the flesh, the flesh is bound to pass away, as will its words, because men go astray, their hearts and minds double-minded, as their words like vapors only lasting a day. But not mine, says the Lord. My word will go up, and they will go up, and through time into eternity, causing you to align so that all your bowls of heaven tip over and cause blessings to come forward to show man my favor on the land of those who truly walk with me. Well, it's my word that stands, not the words of man. So saith the spirit of grace. And that brings us to actually the teaching for today. And you know, what I learned from that when he was talking to me yesterday It encouraged me and it showed me the worst enemy the church has is the flesh. So that's why I believe the the enemy made the church so fleshy. He brought in Jezebel. Jezebel is the number one uh, demon. It's second in rank and command underneath the devil himself. It's the front runner for the Antichrist spirit where Elijah is the front runner for Jesus Christ and his holiness. So they, they they walk head to head trying to vie for power. And it's all about who you submit to, which determines what spirit flows through you. And what do I mean by that? I mean that if you refuse to get cleaned up and you don't get better with Christ, you're going to get bitter. Well, guess who the gatekeeper for Jezebel is? The spirit of bitterness. The spirit of bitterness. So all the people that have chosen to oppose and they've, They've started doing things by their flesh and everything is led by the flesh. The Lord says, you get what you get if you choose not to change. But yes, this is a time to allow God to clean you up so that you can walk out of the old into the new. 
And the why the the reason why the enemy's been opposing you and these Pharisees have been opposing you, front runners, you new front runners, you new movers, is because you pose a very, very real threat to their little system. Your truth, God's truth on your vessel, your righteousness, not self-righteousness. Self-righteousness is people performing. It's performance-based behaviors. But your righteousness, the truth of God on your vessel, offends them. And at the same time, it scares the hell out of them. And it better. I hope it does. It needs to. Because what's coming for these people is a very, very, very bad future. And that's on all seven mountains. And it's already here. It's already manifesting as we've spoken. And, and, and these people are so goofy. Let me tell you what they're trying to do. I can sense it as I'm speaking. They're so stupid. <laughs> and I say that. And that's, I don't care if that sounds rude or not. You are stupid. You act, therefore you are. And, and I mean this in, in this place because I'm seeing sheep. And they're not even, a lot of them aren't even sheep. But they're man thinking that his word's going to stand and he's going to take God's tools and use God's spirit, his word for evil against God's true sons. And God's like, did you not hear me at the beginning of the conversation? They're indestructible. They're undefeatable. You can't beat them. You cannot beat God. God will not be contained. That's how you differentiate between the truth and the lie. That's the good news for you. If you are aligned, your words going forth in time. So they try to come on these broadcasts and they try to release their witchcraft. And God's like, I'm still, I'm still shining through. God's like, I'm still flowing through to my people. And they're recognizing me despite you. Because God's will, it will come to pass. Despite what man tries to bring in. See, that's all man trying to be his own God. So you'd think that they would learn from the past, which brings us to 1 Kings 1, 1 through 53. Where people refuse to learn from the past. We've seen, I don't know about you, but when I read this, this is about Absalom and Ad- Adonai, Adonai, Adonjai, Adonjai. I don't know how you say David's second son's name. They had some strange names back then. <laughs> I bless you, David, if I meet you one day. So anyway, both sons, they walk down the same tra- trajectory. And this could be indicative of where we're seeing some of the sheep walk down, where they're trying to overthrow the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings. And, you know, I don't care what you try to do to God's people. If something's of God, it's going to come to pass. Acts 5.39. You could, it's what we're seeing in the deep state right now. It's delay, 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 delay. Thinking that they're going to stop the inevitable. It's, you can't stop what's coming. I said that to all seven mountains. You cannot stop God. This is a new move of God. And I'm going to get into the surprise at the end of this because you're going to love the end of this. But um, Ad- Absalom and Adonai, you would have thought they have learned. They were both handsome. They had everything a boy could want, a man, a young man could want because they were sons of a king. They had once been the son of a king. And then, but because they refused to sing the king's song, that's David or God's, it cost them everything. And what's interesting to me is that both young men refuse to hear the truth. They refuse to acknowledge correction. They refuse to acknowledge honor. Hello, honor is the key of the hour that lets you in to sing the king's song so that you don't get stuck in the outer court and the gnashing of teeth. That's Bible. Have you read the word? 
that getting stuck in the outer courts is with the 12 tribes of Israel, with people who refuse to change and be changed. And so that creates a gnashing of teeth because they're angry. They got left out like the five virgins who refused to keep their lamps lit. That's the place that we find ourselves in. They didn't get invited to the feast. The feast we're getting ready to step into is a feast of power that's been produced by God for the hour. And the Lord said, as I'm coming to tabernacle over my people so that my warriors will show the, the church how to sing again. He wants us to sing the songs of his heart, to come back to love instead of standing apart in our own vices and all the generational cursings and the things that created it to begin with. But both these young men <clears throat> had a problem with repeating arrogant problems. It's called a spirit of arrogance, haughtiness. And if you know anything about the word, the Lord hates a haughty heart. You know what haughtiness is? Let me just explain to you. I hate a, I hate that spirit too. It, it's when you get around people who thumb their nose up at people because they don't like the way they're dressed or they go by outer appearances instead of knowing how to discern the heart of a people. A heart of a person. Some of the richest people I've ever met were people who mowed grass or worked at McDonald's or they dug ditches. They're richer than the most wealthy people on the planet who have monetary wealth. And then some of the poorest people I've met were the nastiest people. Nasty. And they're in the church. They're all in church. A lot of them are in church. I would say, I would even go so far as this day and time. Uh, I, you find more love outside of the church now than you do in the church. I've seen young people. I have one in my family right now that we love deeply. We're praying the men. Who has been so deeply hurt by the church as a young person. They left church five years ago. And we're praying them in. They've gotten caught up in the woke movement. And you don't think their parents are ticked off at the church? Kicked off at nasty people who need to be slapped upside their head for ever talking to young people the way that they do. This is the kind of crap we're running into. And so it's about time for some of you leaders to get a backbone. And that's a nice way of saying what I want to say. And start confronting these Jezebels and saying, if you don't get your butt in deliverance ministry, I'm going to give you a swift kick out the door and help you leave. You're not going to bring that crap in here. The Bible clearly states not to tolerate that spirit. And there's a reason. And it's because of the way it spreads its own bitterness of soul. And it wounds people. It's narcissistic. But both these men had a problem with that spirit. That it impacted David early on in his reign. I don't like his interactions with Saul. So it should be no surprise, frontrunners that you're being impacted by people with major jealousy issues because they now have no power. We're starting to put the two and two together. So to you, I would say, front runners, keep going. Don't get distracted because that's a battle only God can fight. Stay focused on your objective, which is to get into position. Okay? Because you, what you should be experiencing about right now is that your enemy's power is waning, just like the Bible said it would. Saul got weaker and weaker. And now, David, the Davidic ministries are rising up. The truthers are rising up and you're becoming king. And you're being used by God to replace the old non-working system. Complete the objective. Complete the objective. 
Because you're moving into position of manifestation of all things. That means even your blessings. And so all those that oppose are being bulldozed by the Lord and forcefully being moved out of the way because of the severity of our situation as a nation. See, this is amazing to me, and I'll even go so far as to say this. It amazed me when we first started out in this thing, and, and we were all saying, well, is 45 coming back? Is it coming back? Is it, and, and God challenged a lot of us, and he said, yes, he is coming back. Coming back. Stand your ground. And so people, you find people that, are like you find the differences between the, uh, the non truth prophets, the fake prophets, and they're like all joining ranks with each other. And they were, it's a networking thing. You want to be on the right page if, if the other people, if you want to get invited back to their shows. So you agree with their lies and then you sacrifice your own future for denying God. When you know God told you the truth, what he was going to do. That's part of the truth test. That's part of the truth test. Hold on one second. I'm going to break something off. Thank you. Thank you, God. Can y'all please come against the witchcraft trying to disconnect me, please? That's the kind of crap they do because they're all insecure little blankety blank blank blanks. They're like, oh, let's just try to sabotage her. The truth won't get out. And we'll get to stand. You're already gone. You're gone. Bye-bye. I mean, why, why, you know, why stop the inevitable? It's already happening. This is the kind of mess God wants to clean up in the church right now because he's tired of this crap going on. And a lot of these people are cowards because they hide behind their computers and they pray their little witchcraft prayers because they have no life. And matter of fact, in the future, they're really not going to have a life because a lot of them are fixing. They're already going, starting into judgment right now. God bless you. Better you than me. So anyway, there you go. So let's go to Acts 4, 1 through 37. Proof about changes coming, manifestation. Where Peter proved that Jesus was alive because of the healing power that was manifesting all around him. Were you front runner? This applies to the true king's decree. And by the way, I want to say to the leaders out there who are afraid to confront this kind of stuff, there's something in the church right now that I loathe. And you can disagree all you want, but you need to step into this place lest you lose your position in the future. Because God says he's coming not to bring peace, but to divide the truth from a lie. And if you're afraid of losing your position over confronting truth, you'll lose it every time. That's not this season. You need to step into all truth. You need to have the guts to confront all the lies that the enemy's allowing people to behave in, whether it's your buddy who's a leader, whatever. This is not a season to be a yes man or an atta girl and atta boy. It's a season to say, you know what? You better change that lest God replace you. That's this season that we're stepping into. So they can dislike us all they want, but hello, the king is marching on. The truth is marching on. And he's walking into the room. So lest he unseat you, you better get into the program. And I mean that that's a thus saith the Lord. You better get on the program. And this this whole mindset that has been going on in the church of, shh, shh, 
let's just brush it under the rug. Let's just, let's, they want to abuse the please forgive me clause. I'm going to get up in your mix. They want to abuse the please forgive me clause. They want to abuse the, let's brush it under the rug by not talking about it. That's an honor thing. Mo, that's a lie that you're believing actually, because God will call you to confront things with truth. And he will call you to confront Jezebel and people that are acting like hell. He will call you to do that. And it may make you feel uncomfortable if you're a non-confrontational leader. You better get some backbone. You better ask for some strength to do what God's calling you to do. And I can always tell the numbers go up and down on here. When people don't like the truth, they go away. I don't care. Wipe off. I'm still going to say what he's got to say. This is the problem in society. You come in and you bring your screwed up ideologies into the church and then you want everybody to agree with you. Oh, I'm your leader. Follow me. No. How about no? You go do that by yourself. I'm not going to hell for you or anybody. And I know I'm not an angry leader at all. I'm telling you the truth. This is where he's taking the, the body. And, and why do you think what makes the truthers undefeatable and indestructible? You want to know why? Because we walk in all truth. Hello, go live your law by yourself. I'll stay where I'm at. Thanks so much. So for you front runners, this applies to the true king's decree. Learning to sing with the king and getting in the right chord and continuing to march, although tired. Because we know the strength of the king. And he's mighty when he's provoked. When where many have struggled to believe the true king's decree are trying to put a stop to the true apostles manifesting and carrying out destinies or duties. And it's because of these people that, that are trying to stop them. They're trying to stop the truthers because of their own misalignment. So in the coming days, the true front runners are the sons of God. I, I really believe that the whole world is going to be in for a shock when God shows up. And even in revival, I really, really believe it. I don't believe it's going to be this K-Sarah-Sarah stuff. I don't believe it's, oh, let it, whatever will be, will be, and we're just going to go back to our little dead structure of death and religion, and you can do whatever you do, and I'm going to do what I do. Nope. Nope. Because what God is doing is he's creating houses of power and houses of death. He's letting the death apparatuses stand. You choose to stay over there. Good. Bye-bye. See you later. Have a nice life. If you choose to come alive and get come alive in love and get free from above, then God bless you. Right on. Great way to say that. Weed eater. You betcha. He's waiting for you to choose. We have a season. What do you think C2 is all about? You choose life or you choose death. You choose to go back to the old, go back to Egypt the way things have always been, or you choose to come up and come into the land. And so you may not like the truth I'm preaching. And if that's you, then I can only pray for you. That's all I can do. But this is where he's doing for the, for the true front runners is that in the coming days, the true sons of God, you're going to start seeing the beginnings of the true signs and wonders and miracles like in the book of Acts. And, you know, interestingly enough, 25 years ago here in Austin, I started seeing this exploding. I, and it was like all over the place. Even my vessel operated in a gift of healing back then. And then all of a sudden it just like stopped. It all stopped. And I was like, what in the world happened? But that was because the enemy saw what was starting to happen. And he came in. And started trying to shut it down by getting people offended. And, uh, oh, did they really? That wouldn't surprise me. That's okay. Thanks for telling me, Christy. 
Um, but yeah, they came in and they, um, they it just stopped. The move stopped. And so then everybody started getting divided and they started going in different directions as far as weirdness and doing things that weren't of God. And I'm thinking, what happened? And so God started taking me to New York, New Jersey um, and training up prayer teams up there. And boy, did the signs, wonders, and miracles happen there. I, I can remember staying up until 2 and 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning and then getting back up at 8 and doing it all over again for like seven days straight. And, and, and people, I'm, I'm not lying. There was so much of a weighty presence of God. You would lock arms with people to even stand up and it would, it would bowl you over on the ground. You couldn't even, you couldn't try to, you couldn't try to fight it. You couldn't fight the power of God. Not that you wanted to, but it was just so cool. It was so cool. And what was even cooler is I had a life changing experience there where literally I saw Jesus walk by me with my natural eyes. I'm not lying. And the only person who could have known it was the my prayer team partner, but only the Lord could have revealed to her what he had shown me. So she had to have seen it too. And we were in the middle of this huge training and, 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 and with hundreds of people sitting there. And all of a sudden I saw that. I said, did you see that? I go, did you see that? And she looked at me and everybody went quiet because everybody was like, what, 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 what was going on? And my protein partner looked at me and she said, Missy, he's been sitting on the banister the whole time. And I just broke down crying because I thought, Lord, who am I that you'd show yourself to me like that? And it changed my life. And so I have never forgotten that. Ever since then, I've been looking for the signs, wonders, and miracles like in the book of Acts. This is where we're heading into. And I'm excited. I am so excited. So we're fixing to see explosions of miracles occurring everywhere, which is going to be the trigger for huge revival all across the nation. Because God actually set this up very, very purposefully in time. To get people so hungry for the truth. You know, the, <laughs> this is going to be, this is just unbelievable to me. The only people having a problem with the truth right now, the world is more ready for the truth than the church is. Do you know that? The world is more ready. I'm seeing more love outside of this church. And by the way, we've talked about this before, where the Lord said, I've taken my true church outside of the church to preserve them. Those of you, who got left behind, God bless you. God bless you because you truly have a task on your hands. You do because you were left there for KP duty and to clean up the mess, to try to help to rescue and save people and through the Lord on your lives to help them see a standard. God says, I'm going to leave a few scattered behind and I'm taking my church who's outside now into the divine. And that's where revival is going to happen because God didn't want the world to see the example that the church was exemplifying. That wasn't truth. That's not who God is. He wanted people with hearts of love who'd held on to love from above. And it's people see love's that's thank you, Jesus. Love's not going to be this new place is not going to be like the church tries to exemplify it. The church's uh, example and ideology of love is cold. It's cold. It's dead. It's underneath the dead apparatus. 
It's a wrong interpretation, which is exactly what the devil meant for it to be. To lead these people into hell. Did you not understand that? And it was purposefully created by government, by the way, and by the devil and these people, because we have Satanists at the head to lead a lot of sheep astray. And so hence we have all these people, even younger people now that have been raised up underneath this death apparatus right now. And that's all they've known church to be. So when you try to, when you try to present the truth to them, they get offended. They're like, Oh my God. They're like, no, 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 that can't be God. But then you can't deny the warm, unconditional love of Jesus. So they're like, wait a minute. I'm confused. What, what, what is this? But yet we have this older group outside the church that has been preserved and they're starting to see the truthers rise up and they're like, yep, that's God. Yep. There's God. Woo. That's God. Come on. Bring it, baby. Come on, God. Let's go. Let's bring back the truth. Come on. And they're getting revved up and they're like, let's do this thing. That's what they were looking for. And there are a few of those old timers in the church, a few of you. And God's saying, I'm fixing to tell you, like I told Abraham, come out from amongst them. If they want to stay there and die, then let them stay there, Lot. Let them stay there, Lot's wife. But don't look back. Once you make a decision to come out from amongst them, don't look back. Because that's going to be their lot. God says, choose this day whom you're going to serve. You've got to choose. And I'm telling you, we are at that place right now. We are at that place. Why do you think God's been dividing the truth from a lie? He's been dividing the sheep, the tares and the wheat. He's been making us choose through C2. I don't know what else he's got to do. But front runner. God has preserved you from all the coming persecution. If you've been obedient, God bless you. Because the days ahead are going to be heaven on earth for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the enemy won't see you. So the Lord says, continue marching on, front runner, out of your old and into your new. God's got a great plan for you. As it moves us into Psalms 124, 1 through 8, where it says, the Lord is on your side. And believe it or not, he loves those who have been disobedient to him. He grieves for them. He grieves for them. But these are the times we find ourselves in. We have to choose who we're going to serve. And so, and this comes back, you know, I've been thinking about this for two days about, um, what do you do when I've been worried about this for 25 years where I had to deal with family and I'd see family getting further and further behind. And I'm thinking, God, what do I do? Because I love my family. I know you love yours, right? Even as badly as some of them have behaved. What do you do when you find yourself around people who want to devour you? Because they don't get what God's called you to do. What do you do? It, it, I believe it's at that place where you have to choose to come up and out despite what other people choose to do. And so it's all about who you're connected to. And I'm not trying to rhyme. It's the way it's coming out right now. I'm not even thinking about it. But 
It's all about who you're connected to, the roots and the fruits. It does matter who you connect to in this hour. It matters uh, who you're sowing your seed into. Everything matters. If you're not reaping a harvest, then something's wrong. Something's wrong. And you need to be paying attention to these things. Because what God is differentiating between right now are the hirelings and the true sheep singing his song. That's what he's saying. So, Lord is saying, I am on your side when people try to devour you, when circumstances try to drown you, or when Satan tries to deceive you, which is where we front runners are at present. And, you know, I tried to tell somebody, I'll say this too. I told somebody specifically two years ago, they were trying to go back to Egypt and they were trying to go back to a group of people they once hung out with. And they were all Jezebels. And I said, you can't go back to those people. I told this person that. You can't go back to those people. They're all Jezebels. God has a different plan for you, Joseph. You can't. Because if you go back, you'll get caught up in all their snares. And everything that's there will ensnare you. And that's exactly what's happened. That's exactly what's happened. Lack of obedience. And now everything is blowing up around this person. And they were warned. I was like, I don't, I don't know. You know, when God, God doesn't just talk to hear himself speak. When he says, come out from amongst them, I've got a different calling for you. And not everybody can go with you where God is calling you to. You're called to be a standard bearer front runner. He was preparing you. You understand? He was preparing you back then. Did you come out and through? But you have to pay attention as God moves us through the rest of this hairy week. Hello, did you notice at the beginning of the conversation, I said the next two weeks, God said it, the next two weeks we're going to be hairy. We're going through the last of it right now. <clears throat> but if you have been successful and you've been obedient, you should be experiencing a weakening of your enemy. And it's going to continue to get like that. They're going to grow weaker and weaker and weaker. They can't go where God's taking you. Boy, I'd hate to be where they're fixing to wind up. God said we'd have two weeks like that. So we were walking the rest of it out. And so it's always like this when God raises up people born to do a certain thing. And this thing that God is doing in this hour caught the enemy completely by surprise. Because God pulled a Gomer pile where he said, surprise, surprise, surprise. He sure did. God pulled a gomer pile on the devil with this group of front runners because the devil wasn't expecting you. And the Lord says, devil, I'm fixing to hit you right between the eyes. And honestly, I hope it knocks him right on his keister for everything he's put a lot of us through. Because once the job is complete, every single person in this nation is fixing to sing the song of the king in complete harmony. That's going to bring revival. Watch. It's fixing to happen. It's based on Proverbs 16, 24. As we wrap this up today, we're right on time. Where it says, kind words are like honey. Sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. There's a path before each person that seems right. It may seem right, but its ends are death. 
It's good for workers to have an appetite, but empty stomach drives them on. You know, only thing I can say, the only thing I can say is that, you know, if you don't know how to attain the true king's decree, that means you can listen to any voice that sings, any voice that draws your ear or that draws near. And that means you haven't gotten cleaned up from yourself. They haven't gotten cleaned up from your generational cursings. Uh, that's, that's a real big indicator if you're listening to everything. And boy, am I seeing it all over the radar map for everybody. It's like you see who's who you're seeing, um, what they represent, who they represent, and which master they're choosing to serve. So that's what I'm saying. You've got to be careful about who you're connected to, their roots and their fruits. And some people can think they're right, right into a grave. And they will. Absalom did. Adonai did. Saul did. They think that they're right. And, and that's because that's their perception. And perception is reality. And you've, if you've got a skewed perception, a skewed filter, that means you're underneath the apparatus of sin and death. You've got to get free. But there's still time. And I don't understand this crossover time that we're in. Is Other than what I told you, I'm walking through right alongside of you. But I do know that the end is glorious for those who have aligned. It's glorious. And that's just not God taking you home in the good by and by. That's you getting to enjoy your blessings right here on earth. So you're bringing, you're learning to bring heaven right here on earth so i'm gonna wrap up i'm gonna try to find my mouse here but you guys can have yourself a great tuesday i will look forward to seeing you on friday and you keep the pace you just keep the faith keep the pace pace yourself but keep the faith anyway i love you i'll be talking to you bye-bye